Welcome to the Jewelry Connoisseur Podcast. And now your host, Sonia Estrasoltani. Welcome to this new episode of the Jewelry Connoisseur Podcast. I'm your host today, Sonia Estrasoltani, Editor-in-Chief at Rappaport. And my guest is Julie Walton from Walton's Jewelry in Franklin, Tennessee. Hi, Julie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure because we're going to discuss one of my favorite subjects on estate jewelry, which is engagement rings. Yeah. And uh, Walton's Jewelry is well known for their beautiful vintage rings. So can you tell us a bit more about uh, your family business? I think it started in the 1970s and why estate engagement rings are so important to you. Absolutely. So I am third generation at my family's antique and estate jewelry store in historic downtown Franklin, Tennessee about 20, 30 minutes south of Nashville. And my grandmother started the store in 1974, uh, which is is pretty amazing considering she was a woman starting her own business in the 70s. Uh, When she got her loan to start her business, women couldn't get loans on their own. So she actually had to have her husband co-sign. So just hearing all the, the challenges that she faced and that she persevered to open the jewelry store is really exciting. And kind of one of the specialties that we have had since the very beginning are antique engagement rings, specifically diamond rings from the 1920s, 1930s, so the Art Deco era. Um, So that's been kind of our bread and butter since the very beginning. We love love, and we love to be able to be a part of people's love stories from all across the country now, um, which is really exciting. And Art Deco is just something that's classic and timeless, and everybody loves it. Yes, and I know you have absolutely beautiful models as well. Do you see Do you see young people more interested in recent years in acquiring a vintage Art Deco ring when they get engaged? Absolutely. People that are getting, younger people right now that are getting engaged, they love that one-of-a-kind, really unique aspect to anything in their lives, especially engagement rings. And Art Deco rings, antique jewelry rings in general, have just that. They're one-of-a-kind, They truly have a history and a story behind them, which is another reason why people love Art Deco or antique engagement rings. Just they're one of a kind, have that story, and can really add something unique to the beginning of their own love story. And do you see more women actually coming into the store and asking for antique ring than the men being brave enough to to choose an estate jewelry, a state state engagement ring without the bride-to-be? Yes. So it's kind of a a mixed bag in terms of what we see, but absolutely women love to come in, especially with their girlfriends or their family members, and just start trying on things and seeing what they like. And then we we can start a wish list for them. So when their significant other comes in, they're not completely lost and in the dark. But today, especially in the world of online shopping and websites and social media and Pinterest, Women often kind of send or or people in general send photos of what they like to their loved ones or specifically they tag them in the photos that we post on our Instagram or Facebook. So it's so often that gentlemen will come in or women will come in and show us pictures that they already have on their phone from our Facebook or Instagram or website. So that, that allows for people to really find out what they like without having to send their their friends in to kind of snoop around and investigate. So then the guys come in or the women come in and they have already a very good idea of what their loved one is searching for. Well, what are the most popular styles within the Art Deco period? Diamond, sapphire, what do you see being much in demand? Diamonds are always the classic. 
Uh, they're timeless. They're also the most durable. Um, so that will always keep them, I think, in the forefront of what's most popular for an engagement ring. But with our deco pieces, you'll often see sapphires or emeralds or rubies as little accents to them, which is always popular, specifically sapphires. That's definitely our most popular gemstone. And with the Art Deco era, you'll also see lots of really light and airy filigree details, which is also super popular. Lots of diamond details within the mounting without being too over the top. It's just a marriage of very classic styles that that translate very well to today's day and age. Um, But definitely those filigree details with the little pops of color in the mountings with gemstones is is always a fan favorite. And because they're so popular and so much in demand, how easy or difficult is it for you to source good quality goods for, for your store? That's always something that's a challenge. We are very fortunate to have really great relationships with a lot of different wholesalers across the country. And we also have been established. I mean, we've been here for 45 years. So people in the area, if they've inherited something that's not quite their style or they don't want, we often can work with them to purchase from individuals. So that is really helpful as well. But absolutely, antique rings are are definitely in demand. So a lot of times we do have to step up to the plate to really get those beautiful one-of-a-kind pieces. And we are very particular on the quality of our inventory as well. So we're not going to sell something that needs a lot of uh, restoration and work. We always like to put that in on the on our side first. So the pieces that we do sell are in really great care and quality. Um, they're in really great condition and ready to wear. And you mentioned uh, local differences. You have the, the physical store in, uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, but you also sell online. Do you see people, according to the different states, uh, having different tastes, different demands, different style preferences? Is it something that you can you can actually evaluate? That's really interesting. And, and the nature of having an online store has definitely changed a lot. Being that we're so particular about the Art Deco era and that's our number one seller, really we've seen that popularity across the board in terms of where our customers are shopping from. So whether it be in Colorado or Florida or here in Tennessee, um, we see that the trends are pretty pretty much the same when it comes to what people are searching for in Art Deco or Edwardian or antique pieces in general. Um, and we've we've really been very fortunate to have our online store and the presence that we have on Facebook and Instagram. When we post something on Facebook and Instagram, it sells pretty quickly. So we really encourage people to follow along with us, but also go to our website to see what we have. We're always updating our online store so that those that aren't here in Franklin can shop with us. And we always encourage to, we have a chat on our website that you can chat with us. We also do FaceTime or Zoom calls. So even if you're out of state and can't see the ring in person, a lot of times we can either email or text you lots of videos and photos of it in different lighting or being worn on a hand, as well as doing a FaceTime or Zoom call. So that allows us to have that one-on-one interaction without actually being in person. That's very interesting and, and perfect for, for this year with all the challenges of uh, yeah. visiting the store. I know you have um, appointment only at the moment because of uh, of COVID. Why is the, what are the most frequent questions that customers out of state who are not able to come and see the, the rings in person ask you? I say the number one question because it's hard to tell just from a photo sometimes on our website is how far does it stick up off your finger? 
nowadays, uh, people like really low profile rings. So something that kind of hugs their finger, unlike in the 80s and 90s, when people had the really high solitaire engagement rings, that's not something people are looking for these days. So I would say that's the most common question, just because it's hard to see that really specifically without seeing a video of the ring. So oftentimes we'll get that question and then we can take a video and send it to the customer and they're able to really see that ring in in action and the movement of it and how how it actually sits on the hand. That's that's an interesting point. And you you mentioned something else. You mentioned Edwardian Edwardian rings also being in demand. Can you can you tell us a bit more about the style of Edwardian rings and why they appeal to a, a contemporary customer? Absolutely. So Edwardian era is early 1900s, so turn of the century up until the 19 teens, right before the Art Deco era. So a lot of what you see in the Edwardian era is going to be platinum topped gold. So some more two tone things. Platinum didn't really become the focal point for jewelry until the Art Deco era. So you start to see a little bit more platinum, but not like you do in the 1920s. And the the style of Edwardian jewelry is very feminine, um, a lot of floral motifs, um, light and airy, so not quite as bold as you'll see in the Art Deco era. And we find that a lot of times the Edwardian pieces are just harder to find for us versus the Art Deco pieces when it comes to engagement rings. So it's definitely something that's popular, but just due to the demand and the sourcing of them, we don't see them as more popular than the Art Deco rings. And do they usually appeal to different type of uh, brides? Yes and no. The Edwardian rings are definitely more feminine, like I was saying before. So a lot of times women now, they don't want all the florally motifs or bow motifs. They're looking for something a little bit more classic and has more of a like a a symmetrical geometric kind of feel, which is what you'll find in the Art Deco era. So we definitely see that the women that are drawn to the Edwardian era definitely like that more feminine, flowy kind of style. And what other periods do you, do you actually, I know you sell Art Deco and Edwardian. What what other periods do you see being attractive to, to brides at the moment? Yes. So we specialize in pre 1940s antique and estate jewelry. So retro era, Um, Art Deco era, Edwardian era, Victorian era, and so forth. Georgian era, so prior to Victorian era, jewelry is just really hard to find, especially pieces that are wearable. Um, So most of our inventory is Victorian era, so the 1800s and up until the 1940s or so. We do have some newer things too, just kind of staple classic pieces, but we love that pre-1940s. So Victorian era is definitely one of my favorites. They are harder to come by, especially when it comes to engagement rings. Um, engagement rings weren't necessarily something that every single person had in the Victorian era. And it's also a lot of yellow gold. So yellow gold is definitely coming more back in vogue now, but it's not as popular as white gold or platinum. So most of the pieces you see in the Victorian era are yellow gold um, and definitely more simple. They don't have all this the detail of the Art Deco rings that we see now. One of my favorite pieces, uh, which I believe, Sonia, I sent you a picture of, is one of the engagement rings from the Victorian era. Beautiful old mine cut diamond in the center. Very simple, classic, almost like a solitaire, but the sides of it have beautiful black enameling details and lots of hand engraving details, which are very common in the Victorian era. So not so much filigree like you see in the Art Deco, but more so enameling details and engraving details it is superb um yes we'll, we'll share it with our 
with the readers of uh, of the blog with a in an article that will go with this uh, with this podcast it's really it's really beautiful piece wonderful talking about beauty and showing off the beauty of uh, of engagement rings or fantastic engagement rings what what advice would you give to other estate dealers who would like to to show off the rings on on social media for example i mean you have a beautiful feed you you i know that you put a lot of effort and time into making it really attractive the pictures are good quality there's always a nice setting a nice lifestyle what what would you advise for jurors who wasn't new to to selling estate engagement rings but also maybe you know a bit lost on how to to show the beauty of these specific styles yeah well, thank you so much for that we, we really take pride in our our presence on our Facebook and Instagram, as well as our website. And with jewelry, people want to see photos. So like you were saying, that's so important. And especially with social media, that's how you are showcasing your inventory and your brand is through photos. And we're very fortunate now that most iPhones have a really great quality camera. So you don't by any means have to have a really fancy setup. You don't have to hire a photographer necessarily. You can do your own photos with your iPhone. I would say the the biggest tip that I can give is your lighting. Lighting makes all the difference when it comes to photographing jewelry. Jewelry is definitely one of those things that is difficult to photograph. But if you are in natural light, not direct sunlight, but natural kind of shaded light, that usually works best. And we always like to do like a, a pretty background that complements whatever piece you're photographing, but doesn't take away from it. Our flowers are always just a really great pop of color without being too busy. Um, and it's just a great way for customers to engage with you as well. Share something on your social that you love and a little bit about it, and you'll be amazed at the the comments and, and conversation that starts with customers, which is wonderful. And part of these conversations, you, you talked about the height of the rings, and do they also, um, are customers interested in the sourcing and the provenance of the rings, the stories, but also the where do the, the stones come from? We don't see that as often just because most antique pieces that come to us don't really have a provenance. We find that that's more of like museum quality pieces that have really been tracked and documented where they came from and how they got to where they are now. Um, And in terms of stories, a lot of times we don't have a documented story either. We wish we did. Oh my gosh, we would love to hear about all the, the things and places and people that these pieces have seen. That's fascinating just to think about. And there have been a couple times where we do have a written provenance of pieces, but it's definitely not very common. Um, And I know now with especially modern jewelry and diamonds being sourced now, people do want to know a provenance. And I wish we had that with antique jewelry, but a lot of the times we don't. So people have to create their own stories for their ring. That's it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We can get really elaborate. (laughs) (laughs) They they can't. (laughs) That's a new new page. And do you have... um, do you actually also do upcycling? Do you have people coming with an antique ring and they ask you to to change it or to to adapt it, or it's not something that that you do? Absolutely, and that is something that we love to do. Jewelry is sentimental and something that should be shared with generations, which is one of the reasons why we love what we do. Um, something can be passed down and, and remembered. My my ring is from my grandmother, which is really special to me. Um, so yes, we absolutely love that. And a lot of times when we see that upcycling or resetting of stones, it's not necessarily from an antique piece. Um, we try to encourage people that do have something from the Art Deco era to really enjoy it and love it for the historic piece that it is. But a lot of the times people will inherit rings from 
the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s or so. And that style is just not quite in vogue and doesn't quite translate to today. Um, So a lot of the times we can reset a diamond into a setting that is more um, in style with the current wearer or the future wearer, which is really wonderful. So you still keep that sentiment and that loving history of that ring, but kind of give it a little bit of an update for the current wearer, which is wonderful. You mentioned your grandmother's ring being being yours. I want to hear this story. Yes, yes. So my grandmother was a little bit different than most grandmothers being that she owned a jewelry store. So she had a lot of beautiful pieces over the years. But one piece in particular, it wasn't her engagement ring per se, but it was a piece that she bought on a buying trip when she went up to the Diamond District in New York City uh, back in the 80s, I believe. And it was one of her favorite pieces. And my dad will tell me that she brought it back to the jewelry store and wore it for a little while. And then whenever the cases looked like they were getting a little low, she would put it in the case. Um, and then once the case was filled back up, she would put it back on her hand. So one day uh, when my grandmother's health was kind of deteriorating and she wasn't coming to the store very often, um, she came in one day and she brought out her jewelry box and we were going through all the pieces. And she was kind of telling me about all of her pieces and and where she got them and uh, where she enjoyed wearing them. And she showed me this diamond ring and I fell in love with it. And she set it aside for me for one day, which is is really wonderful and means even more to me that I have a little piece of, of my grandmother and something that represents such a big part of our store and our history as well. She sounds like a formidable woman to, to open a store in, uh, in the 70s and uh, to be a business owner and an entrepreneur herself. Yes, she was absolutely a force to be reckoned with. How many people work with you at the moment, Julie, in the store? So right now we have 10, including our jeweler and my, myself and my dad. Um, my sister joined the team this year. So she has taken the lead of our product photography on our website. So all the stock photos when you're, when you're shopping online, you'll see those um, are taken by my sister. We also have Mary who joined us this year. She is a wonderful photographer and graphic designer. So she does all of our social media photos. So anything that you see on our Facebook or Instagram has been taken by Mary. We have Miller as well. She's been with us for over five years now. She's fabulous, has a very keen eye for jewelry, jewelry design. And she is also one of our head um, in terms of what she does with the jewelry repair. So she actually processes our jewelry, jewelry for repair before it goes up to our jeweler, Daniel, who's been with us. He's wonderful, very, very talented. And then we have Claire and Pam. If you come into the showroom, you'll get to meet them. They're always the first face that you see out front. And then we also have Megan, who's been with us for a couple of years as well. She just had a baby this year. So she is working remotely, working on our social media as well. So we have a really, really wonderful team. I'm very, very lucky and grateful for them every single day. You're only as strong as your team. And that's something that I always say and remind myself of. So I'm very grateful for all of them. I agree. I agree. It takes a village to, to do beautiful things. Yes, for sure. And what, what's next for, for Walton's Jewelry? I know it's been a, a very busy year in spite or maybe because of the craziness the, in which the world was thrown in you. Yeah. Actually, more people wanted to, to get engaged. More people wanted to had the only way was to use online to get to the the ring of their dreams. What what do you see next for your store? 
Yeah, this year is definitely throwing curveball, as everybody will say. But we've been very fortunate to continue trucking along, even despite being closed, our showroom being closed, our online store really set us up for success this year specifically. Um, And I, I see that for the future of Walton's, our online store growing even more especially in the direction that the world is going to. Even post-pandemic, when things hopefully go back to somewhat normal eventually, I still think we'll see a very strong emphasis on people shopping online and having that one-on-one customer experience, even though they're not coming in person. So whether it's a Zoom call or a FaceTime call or chatting on our website or just emailing videos and photos, I see that as a very strong thing going forward, um, which I'm really excited about. I think that's one of our strengths something that we're, we're continuing to grow and learn with and learn from, which is, is exciting. Well, I think that's, uh, that's a great uh, way to, to close this podcast, a uh, positive note for the future. Absolutely. Julie, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, I, I'm sure our, our listeners will have enjoyed hearing more about uh, Walton's jury and also bigger trends in the engagement ring sector, which is such a big market for a lot of people and more Customers, uh, consumers are turning towards um, antique jewelry. So I'm sure they, they will have enjoyed this and uh, all your, your good tips as well on how to, to showcase jewelry on social media that you do so so beautifully, as I said before. So recommend everyone to, to check you, your Facebook and your Instagram for, for inspiration and just for the sheer pleasure of, uh, of looking at beautiful jewelry beautifully displayed. Well, thank you so much, Sonia. This has been wonderful. Thank you for having me and and for all your kind words and support. And I hope that those listening in have enjoyed it. I'm sure. Thank you so much, Julie. And uh, this is the end of this new podcast of Jewelry Connoisseur by Rappaport. And if you want to know more about Estate Jewelry, I will encourage you to check our blog with all the good advice we have from insiders such as Julie and other estate dealers on uh, various topics to improve your business. Thanks for joining us at the Jewelry Connoisseur Podcast. If you enjoyed this and would like more top-quality jewelry content, check out the Jewelry Connoisseur blog at jewelryconnoisseur.net. 